This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, and I'm still in Toronto with Aaron in Toronto. What's up, Aaron? Not much. We're here in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> but welcome. Welcome back, or yeah. welcome here. Yeah, yeah. Every every time I've been here before, it was like freezing cold. So now it's just, it's like just chilly. Yeah, we're not, we're not quite there yet. You're, you 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 came at a better time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're talking. You know, the season's coming up. Uh, if it hasn't come already, <laughs> but um, yeah, you you have some uh, things that you want to get off your chest. Yeah, yeah. So you know, the preseason. I feel like it came really. It came up really fast, and then now it feels like it's been dragging on. Um, and 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 amidst this, and like reading like previews and like thinking about the league um i i i was wondering well and and then when you read that you you have your own opinions right and so oh, yeah. i i've come up with some uh some takes that i think are uh irrational and like pure like hater takes <laughs> uh and i wanted to just talk about those a little bit and i wanted to see give you an opportunity to also uh uh irrationally hate on uh things that are happening in the league so so my number one is you're really getting the season off on a positive well note. <laughs> yeah you know that's what i'm that's what i'm known for uh but uh uh and hey yeah i'm not here to like yuck anybody's yum but uh there's been so much uh so much hype about wemby and like i th- i think he's gonna be great but i like and and this is pure like this is not like polite. I just like I don't know if I like watching him. Hmm. You know? It's like it's kind of weird. Yeah. Right? He's like he's like too big. Yeah. It's yeah. like and I don't this is going to sound like offensive I think, but it's like it's like unnatural. <laughs> like sure, sure, more yeah. power to him for, you know, developing the skills that I that he has like but it just doesn't seem right to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's you don't have to agree. Like, no, but I mean, I, I don't necessarily agree. But like, there's, like, I want to see something different 
as the years go by, right? Yeah. Like as as you get older as a fan, like for the Warriors, you, you want to see definitely something different from last season. But just in general, you want to see all these different aber- like we didn't think we would see, honestly, like like could you imagine somebody better than Jordan? We saw Kobe who wasn't as good as good as Jordan, but he's as close as facsimile. Uh-huh. And then I never thought I'd see someone like LeBron. I never thought I'd see someone like Steph. Yeah. And now we're seeing uh Wembenyama. And I'm very curious. I'm very curious. Like and you know, there were people who were sick of Steph because they didn't want to see the three ball and whatever. Yeah. Um Oscar Robertson, you know. <laughs> but uh you know, and, and I can see some people like yourself, maybe like with Wembenyama being like, this just doesn't feel like basketball, yeah. like the way that you're used to it. But I think that is in and of itself uh, fascinating. I went to go uh, like watch Scoot Henderson on on TV, right? And and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, maybe he was. I told you like mm-hmm. he might be my pick for uh, for rookie of the year. But and then I was watching. I was like. Oh man, this Blazers team kind of boring. <laughs> they're really not good. Yeah, they're not. Good. And the Spurs might not be good either. But like Wimbanyama is just that unique that uh, to me, uh, I'm actually starting to uh, look forward to. Because I told you that I was a little burnt out on the hype. But if he starts delivering, then yeah. it's like, yeah, okay, you know. I, I mean, I, I, I think I said this on the uh, one of the previous episodes I was on recently, like. Again, these are irrational takes. I mean, part of it is because he's on the Spurs, right? <laughs> like, seriously, it's not right. <laughs> it's not right. He, if he was on another team, I think I would be a, le- a little bit less of this, uh, have this uh, hater opinion. Okay, so uh, another one. And this is not so much, this is more just in the genre of of, of haterdom because I, I'm curious to to know what you think the Grizzlies are going to do this year, because I think they're super fascinating. I think they, um, I, I think there's been a lot of hype around them. Uh, they, they took a, like a, an interesting swing, uh, in terms of like getting Marcus smart, um, knowing that they needed some coverage for Morant being, uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, suspended for a quarter of the season. I mean, some people are like, they're going to be the top seed in the West. Um, I don't know that I buy it. Do you think that this is going to be the year that they that it like it, it clicks? I mean, it it really depends on how John Moran is after his what twenty five game suspension. Yeah, twenty five game. Uh, I don't think with a twenty five game suspension that they're going to be um, the top seed in the West. Uh, I think it it really is. It, it it rides on him. Is he gonna well, like whatever issues? that have come up, are those still going to persist? Because that's going to be a huge distraction and to the point where it's getting kind of old, mm-hmm. probably to their team and yeah. his teammates. And I and I remember a couple of years, years ago, they were really good without him, you know? But it's not exactly the same team, right? No. Maybe Marcus Smart is. I mean, he is better than Dylan Brooks, of course. But there's a certain thing that they will probably miss not having Dylan Brooks, like that edge even though smart is a tough dude um and it's either going to be this year or like it's done yeah yeah no i mean that's why it's i think it's so interesting like it's a they're at a real like turning point i think it's going to be done okay you you heard it here first (laughs) (laughs) and my hater take is like i hope so too (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I I thought it was going to be done last year. I was like, okay, they're they're you, you can see like this is one of those teams that they'll talk about where it's like it was trending in such a good direction, but then like it all just kind of fell apart. And as a Warriors fan, we know what that's like, yeah, right? Like yeah, the yeah. Weber Spreewell stuff. So um, it could stick together, but you know, I mean, I don't want the Grizzlies to be a great team, uh, but I also want as just a basketball fan, I want John Morant to be in the league and reaching his potential. Yeah, for sure. I'm curious to see somebody like that reach his potential at his size and see how long his career can last and watch his game evolve, right? Because he can't do this forever. Yeah. So, you know, just yeah. see him. They, they have volatile players and, you know, that that they're still going to be that, I think. And, yeah, it'll be interesting. Okay, my, my final hater take. And it's not a hater take exactly, but, like, did you? Uh, but it was more like uh, imagine the 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 Nick Young uh, meme yeah, with yeah. all the question marks. Like, huh? Yeah. Uh, did you hear uh, Joel Embiid a, signed a, a shoe deal with Skechers? No, no, <laughs> no. It just wait. Is uh, so is that like for off the court or? Uh, on the court, or well, he, when he's hanging out at like middle schools or something. Uh, no, like I think he and Julius Randall they signed uh, Skechers. I guess Skechers is making a move into uh, uh, basketball. Yeah, uh, shoes and apparel. Yeah, um, I, I probably should have researched this a little bit more, but uh, but my initial take was like, huh? <laughs> like because like I was watching TV. I was watching some live sports. I have a ten year old. And uh, have you seen the commercial where um, the people are at the airport and Skechers has these shoes where uh, you you don't uh, you, you can just slide your feet into it, right? So they're coming off the security line and you okay. slide your okay. feet in. Yeah. And my ten year old was like, "Ooh, those shoes look great," <laughs> you know, like. But like, so that is very different than like a high performance MVP of the league i just it's just weird it's wait, weird wait a second so your your kid he liked the shoes because he's really just exhausted by tsa <laughs> uh, and, and he can't be bothered to like he's like know, i hate taking my shoes off he hates he hates putting it takes him forever to put his shoes on <laughs> so if he could just slide into it then so he's like good. uh as like the he's disgruntled like a fifty five year old man <laughs> basically. <laughs> if you knew my kid, then yes, yes. Like my my bunions. Uh, um, yeah, I I don't associate Skechers with uh, sports, so I think that's a. Hopefully, he tried those shoes out because remember he missed like three years because of a broken foot or something, <laughs> yeah. right? So that is going to be uh, uh, interesting. Uh, Julius Randle, like you know, that's fine. Uh, I'd rather wear Antas. Personally, okay. <laughs> than, uh, than that. Andrew Wiggins' uh, Anta. Oh, no, no, Clay Thompson. Kavon Looney. So, Kavon Looney. Anta maybe, was he's uh, peak. Uh, yeah, peak. Peak. Wiggins' right, peak. Right. Yeah. Uh, we got to do that shoe episode again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, I wonder how, I wonder what these shoes are going to look like. Because uh, it's hard to make a good looking yeah. NBA shoe. Yeah. Uh, so is it going to look like, you know, it reminds me when. I forgot if Joe Montana was retired, but remember when he did like LA Gear? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember that. He, yeah. he was retired by then. I, I don't think remember. so, or it was towards the end. Because those yeah. were some like they bad were, shoes. They were dad shoes. Yeah, yeah like the <laughs> terrible shoes. They're like mom shoes. Uh, no disrespect to moms. Moms are awesome, but like <laughs> those shoes were were terrible, and those commercials were terrible. So that's 
a little bit. That's, that's the first thing that that I, I thought of a high profile athlete wearing like, you know, shoes that should not belong on on uh, anywhere near a sports field or sports court. At the same time, like uh, you know, it's it's cool to see him taking uh, you know, like somebody like Steph took under armor in a certain direction and then you know seeing that uh, happen and going their own way you respect that a little bit not yeah. just doing the, the same shoe that everybody else is doing so so he ended, we'll see hopefully those feet hold up <laughs> all right you ended uh not on a non-hater yeah note. see i have a capacity go. for uh positivity positive yeah that's the word <laughs> this episode is brought to you by sax.com at sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at sax.com. The season is here and I just have... A couple of questions about the season. What do you think the Warriors' win total will be? I think they're going to win 50 games. I think they're going to be 50 games and a top, and a number three seed. And what level of health do you think they need to land at number three? Uh, knowing that a lot of the other teams are competing with in the West have some fragile older players as mm. well. Mm. What? level of health do they need yeah so let's say um, uh reasonable health is like you know a couple guys are out for a month every now and then okay uh or just I, like twice not not like every other month <laughs> i think uh steph's gonna play he's gonna play between 65 and 70 games mm-hmm. um i think uh they're gonna find a way to keep chris paul upright mm-hmm. and uh i think that's pretty good yeah, I think they're gonna. If they have those two, uh, I think things are gonna move yeah. move along. Um, yeah, I think they're gonna be good. Yeah, yeah. Um, look at me being positive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but look at you hem and haw while you're trying to do it. Um, do you think Chris Paul will still be here after the trade deadline? Oh. Tough to say. You have to see how things. I'm gonna say yes, Mm -hmm. yes, because I think that they're gonna try to ride it out, uh, and I, I think they're gonna do well. There would be no reason to trade him mid-season. They're gonna see how it goes, and then, uh, but I think they'll trade him after, or or let him go after this year. Yeah, yeah, it's a one-year thing. What scenario would it have to be? You think for Dunleavy to move him mid-season? Like some kind of offer you can't refuse, like uh, some some great player on a team is uh, like the team has fallen on hard times and they they want to reboot. Mm-hmm. But I can't even think of who that would be. Right, that would that the Warriors would get back and keep them on like a championship contending level this year, mm-hmm. right? Because but it would need to be. Like Chris Paul and Jonathan Kaminga, so who and some draft draft picks, right? So mm-hmm. who who would be worth it to you for that? You know, like is it like? Yeah, I don't know, right? 
Yeah, yeah. You, you know, and preferably somebody young-ish too, right? Yeah, and and that's the thing. Like, like I, I was thinking, CP and Kaminga would be the trade because no one is going to just want CP. I mean, I'd have to think about who was out there that that'd be worth it because things would really have to go to hell. Yeah, for them to blow that up. Yeah, uh, and it would just the chemistry, just the mood around the team would have to be so bad, and then it would be bit, it would be bad after. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah, what I don't want, I don't want to keep going back to OG Ananobi since we're in Canada or Pascal Siakam. Because every time I hear Pascal Siakam's name, it's like, it's like when people talked about Bradley Beal yeah. like four years ago and then three years ago and then two years ago and then last year. It's like Bradley Beal, I do not want him. He, he's, he's not going to make the Warriors no. better, right? No. So like uh, Pascal Siakam is a better fit than Bradley Beal just you know yeah. in general uh, but I I would not I, I, I don't want him on the team like I don't want him for Kaminga and and Kaminga might already be the guy who will be that caliber of player like yeah. and, and very soon hopefully starting to show that this year and yeah. like just as like good of a fit and then you can just keep him right so I don't I don't I don't see that and, and I don't even know if that's the, the caliber of player that that they would like I, can you shoot higher than that? You mm-hmm. know, like as good as he is, as he is, like can you shoot higher than Pascal Siakam? Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't watch many Raptors games, and I don't know how many you get to watch on TV or whatever. But like at this point, give me like a quick like comp between uh, or compare Kaminga and OG Ananobi because I've seen Pascal Siakam. Oh, I haven't okay. seen Ananobi right. that much last. Year or two. I mean, I would say their 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 games are not that similar. Um, I mean, OG is kind of like a like a souped up Moses Moody, right? Like like you mean he has like, athleticism? Well, like like bigger, uh, more athletic, mm-hmm. but you know that kind of like he he's a like a really high level role player. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't see him as like a you know as a starring player. Like he's he's your at t- at top he's your your b player right mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. he's a complimentary player he is a really high level 3 and d even like somebody like uh Mikhail bridges i would put higher than og mm-hmm. you know um but og's a huge wing uh is really good to you know get in there and defend uh big players like that 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 you need those kind of players mm-hmm. um yeah that that would be i like very different players i mm-hmm. i mean kaminga's more like Siakam than than OG. Yeah, yeah, um, I can see that. Um, what have you liked from Kaminga in the preseason? Because um, there's, there's still definitely things that I think if he had more playing time over the last couple of years, he could have worked out some kinks. But he needs those uh, those reps and those pictures, as as Steve Kerr likes to say. I like the free throws. There was that game where he wasn't shooting it that well, and he had what fifteen or seventeen, 17. free throw attempts, like. Because they don't have anybody who does that, yeah. right? And um, if they can, if he can do that consistently, and you know, you're not going to get 17 every night, but mm-hmm. if you're talking like seven, eight, right, like really putting pressure on the rim, like that, there's so many things that he can offer that they don't have otherwise. So, like, there's such a there's such a role for him on this team you know yeah get the other team you know on their heels get the other team in foul trouble like yeah like 
we need that. And, uh, and I mean, I, I'm excited to see that. Yeah, yeah. I hope he gets that opportunity because he should. It's it's almost obvious, but he didn't in the playoffs. And, you know, I know part of it was his own doing. Mm-hmm. I remember his last minutes against the Kings. He was bad. Turnover, yeah, yeah. lost assignment, all this stuff. But, like, you know, um, obviously it's the playoffs and you have to if someone's going to make mistakes, you need every possession so he kind of punished him for it and he never saw it again never you know yeah. so that's what's frustrating again i don't know if it's uh on him uh, or or like if he just soured in in uh practice or behind the scenes after that or Kerr was just like no we're mm-hmm. not doing it but uh the dude needs <laughs> he needs to play because i still see things like on his drives and some of his passing like the feel is getting there but it's yeah. it's not there yet right yeah. like the point forward stuff, okay, he's still a power forward, but he he he's, he can be a small forward. He can mm-hmm. do those things because when he drives, sometimes a little predictable, sometimes uh, it's a little bit too like linear, you know, because he can he can get by on an initial like fake off the uh, out of like triple threat or something like that, and if he gets somebody leaning like he did to LeBron, yeah, yeah. in LA, uh, he can just go right by him. But like the once he gets going, can he can he shift, right? He doesn't really do that. Maybe it's just not who he is. Uh, but what he does do is the the pump fake, the fadeaway, the up and under. And that's awesome. That's great. That's how he gets those fouls, yeah, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I like the shooting, as we all know. And we've talked about, like, he shot 37% from three last year. And hopefully he just punishes people because yeah. I think – this is is his opportunity right like after the failed wiseman stuff after kind of resetting and as you said you've said before uh they they still have these young dudes and this almost two time this two whatever timelines right it just makes more sense and they you know it's, it's a perfect opportunity for a young guy like him to come in i mean this is like the Kawhi situation, mm. right? Finally, right? Like before it was like, oh, they got Poole. Is he the Kawhi? Like not in terms of his game, yeah. but just that bridge piece. Uh, Kaminga has that opportunity. And, you know, I uh, <laughs> obviously, I uh, I hope he, he takes advantage of it because, uh, yeah, I think he can do a lot of things. He just needs to get more reps and get, get more feel because he has all the, all yeah. the skills. Yeah. He has the shooting, he does. you know, and, and the athleticism. Um, I, and you know, I keep saying this, but like, who do you think is, in your Warriors fandom is the most athletic? Because I always say it's Kaminga. Mm. Like, you know, uh, I think he's more athletic than Richardson. Yeah. I think he's more athletic than Sprewell was. Yeah. Um, also because of his size yeah. and his strength. Yeah. I mean, Sprewell was six five. Richardson was maybe six six at best. Yeah. I. I... I mean, I can't really think of anybody. I mean, like like Mikhail Petrus was very athletic, uh, but I don't even that. I don't. I don't know. I mean, just in terms of like that springiness, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't really think of anybody who's more athletic. That's your second Petrus reference in two episodes. Hey, well, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta prove. Is he like your neighbor? <laughs> <laughs> I. I once believed in him. <laughs> All right. Um, so you had your win prediction total. Uh, any any other random like predictions on the season? I'm not going to ask stuff like who's your MVP or who's your 
you know, best Warriors player, whatever. Oh. Any any anything that you're thinking about this season coming up? I, I this might be another hater take, but like um, you know, come back to uh, come back to uh, punish me later. But I don't think the Bucks are gonna be as good as people think they are. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. They're definitely like thinner in terms of uh, how deep their team is, and uh, you know, when you're thinner and you have more holes, things can fall apart quickly. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So that's that's not bad. Um, how about you? I don't think the Celtics can be as good as everybody says, but mm. that's just because I've said this so many times. Jason Tatum is really good, but I don't think he's that dude. So, mm. But I know they added Drew Holiday, and Porzingis looks good, and all this other stuff. So they'll be good, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I expect someday that Tatum will win a title, and that he'll, you know, maybe prove me wrong. Or is it going to be Jalen Brown that is the one that takes them yeah. over the top in the finals because he was much better than Tatum against the Warriors, right? So, you know, we'll see. Uh, other predictions. I think the Warriors will get, like, I don't know. I'll say 51 wins. If they are reasonable health, I have them third. If things, you know, are a little bad, I have them in fourth. If things go terrible. Fifth. I, I don't think they'll end up, like, in, in one or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't just think because either. like the Nuggets, they're still young and they're gonna be kind of riding it for a while. I think the Lakers are uh, the second best team uh, in the West, and I think that after last season, you know, last few seasons where they've been so bad, I think they're gonna try to win a bunch of games. Yeah, you know, yeah. Even even if AD and LeBron sit a lot, so and also the Suns, I think that they're gonna try to win some games because. I don't know, some of these teams have something to prove. The Warriors, not to me, and not probably to themselves. They have nothing to prove in the regular season. They have mm-hmm. to prove they can uh, be healthy, and they can prove they can, you know, that Draymond he needs to kind of prove that he can still, you know, make up for last season, and that Clay can, you know, still get his contract or yeah. whatever, and Chris Paul, etc., and 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 whatnot. So you know, I I, I think they're going to be third assuming regular health all right yeah yeah oh but, but i do have another thing this is this will be quick um yeah i was thinking about kaminga and you see trace jackson davis yeah i wanted to ask you you know speaking of draymond it's like there's been a few next draymonds over the uh, course of draymond's career and um i'm just curious how you rank the the next Draymonds and, uh, and who are the next Draymonds? Uh, sure probably people on the Warriors or in the league. Period. No, oh, the Warriors. Like, oh, okay, I don't, okay. I'd have to actually do research. <laughs> <I know. laughs> on the league, that's a lot of players. That's more of like a real basketball question, right? Right. Um, well, let's see. I mean, I mean, it's it's got to be. Uh, I mean, number one's got to be Eric Pascal, right? <laughs> like that year, they were so bad. Like, remember in the beginning of the season, he yeah. had like a. He had like a breakout game. Draymond yeah, yeah. was injured, and then like Draymond was so hyped for him afterwards, and yeah. like they were like, "Do you remember that game?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember like reading about it because yeah, maybe I didn't Pascal watch it, game. but yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, okay. And so much hope. And, and I guess I should ask you, like, how are you basing these these rankings? Uh, the the, the hype, the hype, the one that I yeah. bought into the hype the most. Yeah. So I so that would be the number do, one. Do you think? I mean, it's crazy, right? Because I remember when he and Poole 
were drafted and media day, they were like goofing off and, you know, like dancing and stuff like that. And that's, that's all good. But like, can you believe how far pool has come uh, regardless of what happened last season? And is Eric Pascal still, he's not in the league, right? I don't think so. I'd have to Google that, but yeah, it's crazy that like it was largely because he never developed a, decent enough outside shot yeah right? yeah and and, i don't know how good his defense was and, and and i think like maybe maybe failure to grasp concepts and, yeah. <laughs> and and accept coaching like they you know they they had this whole plan about how to help him shoot and and he scrapped it and yeah. you know in to certain degrees like you know players got to do what they got to do but well that's what happened to him but no yeah. i mean like everybody panned the pool pick and then you know, it, it turned into something. And, uh, and, uh, I mean, and then look at, look at smiling each now, like uh, <laughs> also in that draft. Wow. Oh, That's, man. uh, that was, uh, that was the, uh, the young Lakeups, uh, really taking that, uh, light years, uh, mantra to heart. Yeah. That's when I first heard about the young Lakeups, to be honest, because I never caught on, like I wasn't paying attention to the chatter you know, I was in LA and like everybody, like, you know, my group text friends would be like, like of like, like of kids, you know, I was like, wait, what's their deal? You know, they're like, smiley was their pick. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> so, but now I, I fully understand. It's always funny though. In a, dra- in a draft, it's like, Oh yeah. None of these guys are going to be here in a few years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was also the draft where, um, cause that was the, the, the 2019 draft. Right. And that was after, yeah. uh, Clay was her, mm-hmm. KD was gone, and then and then that was the Bob Myers draft where he was just like, "Are these guys gonna be any good? I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's up to them. I don't know." <laughs> Remember that one? He was so like, he was so like downtrodden. But he also said that in the Wiseman Nico Mannion draft, where they during the pandemic, where they had their press <laughs> conference outside of Chase Center, he's like, "Well, you know, you just kind of hope that uh, they'll, uh, you know." You, you make the best decision that you can and you see, you know, you put, put the best people around them and then, you know, and like they're sitting next to them. <laughs> so, you yeah, know, you gotta love Bob. That's uh, the media member, okay, who, Bob, Bob who, Myers. Who else was a future Draymond? Okay. Or next Draymond? Uh, there's Jordan Bell. Yeah. Yeah. There's, um, and I bring this up because like, I look at coming a totally different type of player, but Technically, like, kind of would be playing a, that Draymond role, yeah. right? That's what they need from him. Um, and then also, you can look at someone like Trace Jackson Davis, who, when he got drafted, I didn't really know much about him. Every, like, highlight package, uh, every I watched, like, a handful, like, a couple, right? Um, but it's, like, he was very Draymond-esque. Couldn't shoot mm-hmm. from outside. Um, he could, you know... Uh, pass. Yeah, he could play. Hands off, yeah, hands yeah. Off. He, yeah, yeah. He could he could play in the flow of an offense. He seemed like he was a a, a smart ball player, and so I don't know. I feel like there were more, but those are the only uh, other guys. Those those are the four that I that I can remember. Well, well, any of them? Uh, well, hey, also Usman Garuba. Uh, Garuba, he's yeah, next. Yeah, he's next. He was a a Draymond type player in the draft. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He can't shoot either. Yeah. Um, 
so his his story's yet to be written. Uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to him on a two way, and hopefully, you know, he gets a lot of playing time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for the Santa Cruz Warriors, not for the <laughs> not for the big Warriors. Uh, now, uh, will any of these next Draymonds reach the height of Jordan Bell, playoff contributor? <laughs> like the 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 pass between the legs. Yeah, you remember yeah, that yeah, one? yeah, yeah. It's pretty Man, good. When Jordan Bell got drafted, do you remember this? It was like he had fallen to the second round. The Warriors took him, and everybody was like, "This is when they had KD, right?" Well, they they bought the pick. Yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. Draft C- cash consideration. Yeah, yeah. And um, everybody's like, "Oh my god, they got the next Draymond. Oh my god, this is so unfair." Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and he was really good. He was at first. Remember, there's that clip going around of uh, during a game uh, after. a a break or a timeout or going into a timeout he he he, steve kerr tells jordan bell like you're gonna be really good right but then obviously the immaturity the candle incident uh but i also think like uh he was and and this is just maybe coincidence but like there was a game against the bulls where he uh i think that's where he sprained his ankle or something uh is that why he was out for a while was a sprained ankle Mm. um and he just never came back the same way. Not saying yeah. it was like a terrible sprained ankle, but like he just lost so much momentum from that. And he never really uh, started looking like that dude. He started missing dunks, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, He's not that tall, but yeah, yeah. he would uh, he would finish. Uh, but maybe the ankle was bugging him. He didn't get as much lift. And he just wasn't like that part of his game started to go away even like really early and then the rest of his game didn't develop and obviously the Warriors moved off him but like there was so much promise with him too you so know much, what I mean so much you know uh shout out Patrick McCall another guy with promise <laughs> you know <laughs> well Jordan Bell is uh he's on that list of like most athletic players that the, I mean that that guy was so fast and so like bouncy um definitely on that list yeah um and then uh I mean obviously Kaminga's head and shoulders above all those guys in terms of like uh prospects and you know potential uh and whatnot so uh but you know trace jackson davis i think um, i'm hoping that uh in the end it goes trace jackson davis sorry jonathan Kaminga, trace jackson davis uh and then uh, jordan bell's a more fascinating story and then eric pascal yeah like in, in all that stuff so that's uh of random uh categorization and uh and ranking you heard it here first you heard it here only here <laughs> no one else is going to talk about this <laughs> tune in uh, all right man well thank you for uh having me in your uh in your lovely adopted home this is not Florida. my house no th- uh, this is my hotel room yeah oh, yeah it's yeah. not my house anyway yeah <laughs> but uh glad to have you here in toronto and uh it's fun doing this in person. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's fun. It's definitely different than doing it uh, on uh, on a computer, you know. So my dream is to be able to like have like a dedicated spot and have people come by. But you know, then you'd have to fly to LA. Well, next time I'm out. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, I'll have you on as soon as the season gets going. Aram in Toronto at Aram Collier. <laughs> All right. Well, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino 
or at Oakland Warriors, check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Folk Society. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to leave us a nice review saying good stuff about the show on Apple Podcasts, that would be hugely, hugely appreciated and it would be very, very helpful. Thanks. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time and go Dubs. <laughs>